The following presentation is brought to you through the power of science. Shiny. Welcome to Generations Geek, a more or less family-family celebration of all that is geeky. I'm science fiction writer Scott Pearson, and along with my daughter Ella, we are two generations of geek. This is episode 57, The Immersive War of the Worlds, as we discuss Jeff Wayne's musical version of The War of the Worlds, The Immersive Experience. Yes, that is the full title. But first, a program note. Although it's been several months since Ella returned to the States from London, we haven't yet wrapped up all her geeky adventures from across the pond. This show features the last Skype recording we did while she was still there, and it's still not the last of our England stories, but those are for other episodes. Now, on with the show. Okay, you're Skyping in from London. (laughs) Probably for the last time. Before we get started on your experience... Yep. I want to I give it a little context. You know, we did a War of the Worlds episode way back. Yeah. Episode 23 in season yeah. two. You know, find that on our, uh, on our webpage, on our links, people. You can go back and listen to that episode where we compared and contrasted the 1938 radio show, the 1953 movie, and the 2005 movie. But then we also talked a little bit about the TV series, and some other versions. And we also talked about Jeff Wayne's musical version of The War of the Worlds, which was a double LP that came out in 1978. And as I said in various places, and and I'm sure I said it in that podcast in the previous episode, When I first heard that there was going to be a musical version of The War of the Worlds, I thought it was the dumbest idea I'd ever heard. Literally, here's here's my thing. Pause one second. Sidebar. You can make literally anything into a musical and it'll be the best (laughs) thing in the world. Musicals are so underrated. I just want to just like three things. Hamilton, Les Mis, um, Book of Mormon. Okay. Well, in 1978, <laughs> when I was in eighth grade, yeah, I, you did not have experience with musicals. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, you know, the only musical I knew at that time was uh, Wizard of Oz, which of course I loved. But oh, really? What about Sound of Music? I probably had not seen that yet. Oof. Um, oof. So I thought it was the dumbest idea I'd ever heard of. Didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And then I heard it. And loved it. Loved it so much. Had the LP, played it over and over, eventually got the CD, you know, that kind of thing. So, loved it. Now, last night, you got to go to Jeff Wayne's musical version of The War of the Worlds, The Immersive Experience. (laughs) That's a mouthful to say. It's the longest title ever. So the experience just opened in the last week or two, correct? Yeah. Was the strangest... Why don't you first just give a general concept of how was so, it immersive? Give a little it's explanation. It's like this. It's almost like parts of it are almost like a haunted house where mm-hmm. there's actors and you're talking to them and you're moving between different rooms. But 
it's it's playing out like a story. Mm-hmm. Oh, let so, me interject like, one thing that's important: uh, that this musical adaptation, even though it's a rock musical. It is a Victorian setting like the original novel, not like the updated movies. Yeah. So it's like you're walking around in period rooms. For some of it, yeah. yeah. And for some of it, you are wearing like a big VR headset and you mm-hmm. wander around wearing that. At one point, we were like in these little like, you know how a planetarium is like a dome? It was almost mm-hmm. it was like that, but like small. It was only like four people could mm-hmm. fit in each one. But even for the VR, there would be set pieces. Uh-huh. So like you're in, you're looking at the, in the goggles, but then you can, t- you're touching things. <laughs> it was so much. It was so much all the time. <laughs> and so were there, were there moments where you felt like, like you were looking up at tripods walking by and you're like yeah, surrounded yeah. by them? Oh yeah. my gosh. They walk past. There's a part at the beginning where before any before you've done any VR stuff, where you're with an astronomer and he's like, "I'm gonna, well, we just saw something land. I'm gonna go see what it is," and and we're all like, "No," but like, so yeah, oh, you're yeah. right in the scenes um, from the story. Yeah, but then the thing, this part actually really startled me when it did it the first time. So the thing comes out kind of like it's like this thing that kind of pops out from behind something, like it uh-huh. gets. But, and then it like it can move and like it lights up like green and red like little spotlights on the ground. Yep. And it the first time it went red, there's this sound of something like powering up, and then there was like a bang, and then there's part of the floor like it sets on fire. VR fire or real fire? No, effects? no, real fire. Oh my god. <laughs> and that happened more than once. And then like, the astronomer like burns up, and parts of it were like. They call them holograms. They're like projections on like these really thin screens, but it's still really cool. It's so wild. And then they make it so they're like, like a soldier will find you. And he's like, we got to get you out of here. Like, follow me. And you like run through like a tear, like down some stairs and like around like corners. And and so this is actual stairs. Yeah. Okay. And you like climb in like the window of a house. <sighs> That's all real. It was so crazy. It was like, and I've never done like, like I've done an escape room once Mm -hmm. and I've never done like any sort of like VR thing. And I went by myself, which I wasn't, I like, I knew it was going to be fun, but I also knew it would be more fun if like you were going with your friends. Mm -hmm. And so in my group was a mom and a daughter who were both big fans and I was like, that's amazing. And they were like singing along and I was like, that's so sweet. (laughs) And then there was like a group of, I think five or six friends who all came together, but most of them didn't really know. It was like one of their husbands set it up for them was like, we're doing this thing. Mm -hmm. So most of them did not know what was going on. And then one of them was like a fan. They were, they were really funny and very nice. It's very odd. Well, here, here's the thing. So they have their own, like, bar, and then there's, like, an interval in the middle that's, like, another bar, and it just seemed like they were pretty encouraging about, like, <laughs> like not, like, weirdly. Like, <laughs> I, you get there, and definitely, definitely the lady who, like, checked me in was like, all right, you have some time to wait, like, go ahead and grab a drink at the bar. And then, like, 
the ticket I bought came with a free drink, so I used that during the interval. But it was just so funny. And then the um, since all British people are the stereotypical British people at <laughs> pubs every day, the group of the the group of friends like they were like, yeah, we were just down the pub before this, and yeah. I was like, of course you were. They were so they were so fun though and funny. Um, and it was just so. First of all, I'm not used to being like legal. <laughs> and so that's that, that's still weird for me. Like I still feel like a child. I'm like I'm kind of like, is this allowed? Yeah. Um, which doesn't help because everybody in London thinks that I look 16. <laughs> literally, everyone cards me. The other day, literally, a bartender said exactly these words to me. He was like, "Can I just see your ID before I go to prison, please?" <laughs> and I was like, "Do I look that?" Anyways. You would think the experience slash activities don't really line up with like, hey, also, please drink before and during. Yeah, the during to me seems very peculiar because it interrupts the the story. You know, you're, you're, you're running for your life from the Martians. I understand why they might need to have a an intermission or something, but it, it does I mean, seem they, like they said they, it, it is part of the story. They're not just like, okay, like interval, they're like going here. And then the bar is like all the walls were covered in red weed and stuff mm-hmm. and like really dark, like lighting. And then there was red lights inside the weed too. So it's like really, really cool. I should interject here that if anyone listening hasn't at least read the war of the worlds, they're not going to have any idea what we're talking about. So no. go back, read the novel. Um, see the movies, listen to the music, then come back and listen to the podcast. Like right before the interval is mm-hmm. like the, the boat scene. So you like get in these, there's real boats. You like climb in the boats and then you put the VR sets on. Yes. And they also, they sprayed us with water, which oh, man. I was not expecting. And it scared me so much because first of all, I am very afraid of the ocean. <laughs> this feels semi-real because it's strapped did, onto your face. Did the did the little boats that you were sitting in did the, did they have any motion to them? Oh yeah. Wow. And so, I literally I could not figure it out. Like I didn't realize that they were moving under a long time because I thought I was just getting so I was getting so dizzy and like nauseous. I thought that I was just feeling crazy. And then I like it tilted really far one time and I was like, oh my God, these are like moving, moving, moving. That one was so crazy. I had to like close my eyes because I was like, I feel so and and then that you're like going to the bar and they're like, have some alcohol. And I'm like, that's the last <laughs> somebody's gonna throw up before that before this is over. But no, it is. It's like amazing. And they they make it like pretty interactive. And the, a- the actors were really funny. And also between me and the group of friends that was there, the actors, it was just like, pr- it was very funny because we weren't, it wasn't like we were being serious, like we were having fun. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes it'll be like, a, it'll be like a serious thing. Like, well, like one time you find you find like this soldier who's like totally shell-shocked, like bleeding, like a bandage around like his leg. And like freaking out and like like muttering and like it's so to be like it's it's okay it's okay like what's happening and then he was like I like I need to and it was so funny because I reached out to like like touch like just out of pure instinct I like kneeled down and went to like touch his leg and I I touched and it was like 
I touched like something wet and I was like, ah, and I like touched like, like this bloody bandage on their leg. And I was like, oh my God. And then I had like, and then I had like literal blood on my hands. And I just like, <laughs> I just like turned to the other people and I was like, oh my God. And I was like, hello. And then once this guy, this guy was like, so you go, when you finally get like underground, this guy meets you and he was talking to us. And, um, he said once when he finally like launched into like his like monologue or whatever, like his, his, Mm -hmm. his thing that he was going to do in the middle of it, he said something about like, Oh, all five of my, in my group or whatever, like died. But like he said it very seriously, but Mm -hmm. I just, I just burst out laughing (laughs) without realizing like what I was doing. Like, and I don't know I don't know why like it just happened I think like partially partially just like I think it was partially like uncomfortable after yeah and then partially like it's just such a weird situation (laughs) so I like just burst out laughing and then everybody and then he stopped talking and like looked at me and everybody else started laughing at me laughing and he was like well you have a dark sense of humor and I was like (laughs) because right away I like burst out laughing and then he turned to look at me and I was like I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> but I think he was, I think he like, he kind of got me back. I don't know if he was doing this on purpose because nobody else was getting scared. But, um, when you're in a little like planetarium things, it's like playing out, talking about like the tunnels and stuff. And then sometimes he like pops in to like say some stuff to you and then kind of like, and then sings as he like, he like exits and the song starts again. So he like sings along with it. And it's like his voice. But he would, like, and I was sitting in the closest seat to, like, the, like, little door, which is just little. It's, like, a tie. You have to, like, crouch to get through it. And it's, like, just, like, there's curtains covering it. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, he would just appear out of nowhere and start talking right next to me. Like, be, like, on my, like, bench. And every <laughs> time, he must have done it three or four times. And every time he did it, I screamed. But it was just, like, because you're lying all the way back. So like uh-huh. I, you don't see the curtain open, and then there's just a man, and I like every time I screamed, oh my god, yeah. And then they were in the the bar like later, and he like saw me and was like, oh, you're the scaredy cat, and yeah. I was like. Ah. <laughs> so you've given us the broad strokes that there are the live actors, and then there's various virtual stuff that's brought in either through. Uh, dome theater type stuff or actual VR visors along with motion and and you said there was water and stuff so we we have this picture yeah and you really you really are walking around yeah too, so so we, so we have that picture so that's how it really works um, what I'd like to do is go back and you've given us some great stories already from the adventures but I just want to go back and kind of go through chronologically and ask about a couple of things uh, as Definitely. a as a huge fan of the story, uh, you already referenced this. That you 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 start out in the observatory when they're first seeing the stuff launch from Mars, right? Yes. So you do. There's like a thing you do before the observatory, mm-hmm. but it's not really. I feel like it's kind of just like a way for them to like ease you in. One of the first things you do is like you watch. I think it was a hologram of like Jeff Wayne. Mm-hmm. I don't. It all happens very fast (laughs) um (laughs) 
anyways, there's some like introductory stuff. Yeah. But then they're like, welcome to the observe. Well, it's our whatever anniversary. Like, welcome to the observatory. Like, wait here one second and like the astronomer will come in and get you. And then you go in and you're like, look through these telescopes and you're like looking at space. And then you're, there's like a close up of Mars and like some green stuff comes off it. And oh, then so you you're get just, to actually see the green flares on Mars. Cool. Yeah. And then, um, you, the, get to, you see something like land, like it's very, like you see the whole thing like play out. Yeah. Cause then I'm looking at the website that gives a little overview of the sites of the story. And so then after the observatory, it uh, says Horsell Common, and, of course, and that is where the first cylinders land. And so then you get to see them kind of rising up out of the, the pit where they've crashed. You mentioned that earlier, yeah. so that's cool. Um, and then it says that you go back to George's house, so that's the reporter, mm-hmm. the narrator of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fun. And... Uh, oh, I, I have one question that's kind of the an overarching question. How much do they use the music and the lyrics from the album in the immersion? A lot. Maybe not the whole thing, because I don't remember some of the stuff, like the line about, like, the chances of anything. That line, I feel like, is repeated a lot more than I in, in the actual soundtrack than I actually heard it. Yeah. But there's a lot of the music cool. like it's a lot yeah so then george leaves his house to try to find carrie his girlfriend and so then you're mm-hmm. you're traveling across london and so is that one of the scenes then where you're you like see the the tripods going by and you're hiding and stuff like you that like, yeah you see you're in his house and then you leave so the in his house is like a set and then there's really there's for a second, I would have thought I'd gotten myself into something that was going to be too scary for me because there's like a couple of minutes where the actor leaves and the power goes out and you can hear the tripod walking mm-hmm. around and you hear stuff like scuttling on the roof. And then <laughs> um, nice. and all the lights are out and stuff is like shaking because yeah. like it's like boom, boom. And then there's something, something happens near the fireplace. And I don't know what it was supposed to be, but I was convinced that some another actor had come through the fireplace dressed uh-huh. as like an alien or something and was gonna like grab us and so i was just like don't forget something touchy don't forget something touchy. it was like so scary and then the next part is george takes you outside and then there's a scene so you see the tripods like right outside his house and then there's a scene where you're with the army well eventually you get to carrie's house do, do you just find like a destroyed house or a, a, a vacant house I don't think that happened. That might have been kind of hard to distinguish from the running around after leaving George's house and crossing London. and But then, uh, just going by my memory of the story, he misses Carrie at the house. She's gone. So then he, he uh, tries to catch her before uh, she is evacuating out of London. And then that's what sets up the boat scene, that he gets there, but he sees her on a boat... He can't get to the boat. She's already, like, pulling away. There's not a ton of George, like, telling you the story. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, I'm looking for my wife, Harry. And mm-hmm. then he's like, you guys got to hurry this way, you know? And then the yeah. actors are like, you got to get out of here. You got to get on the boat. So not, like, watching a story unfold. You yeah. are being evacuated. But you do, when you're on the boat, you see 
George like is with you and and you see Carrie. We see you see Carrie on a different boat. Okay, great. Yeah. And so during the boat sequence, then do they do the fabulous Thunder Child sequence where you see the Thunder Child try to attack the tripods and in the Thames? There's a part where we were going down the Thames. It was like right outside the House of the Parliament. Mm-hmm. And you're watching the tripods set fire to stuff. And you like that one of them like hits Big Ben, like Big Ben's on fire. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because like the Thunder Child song played before that scene. If I'm remembering correctly, the Thunder Child song played when you f- like when you first get on the boat, you're just like going towards the Thames, I guess. And like going through a smaller river in mm-hmm. like a forest and I really feel like I remember the Thunder Child song playing then and then there's like a time jump or something and then you're in the Thames. Uh, after the boat ride you have the little intermission in the Red Weed Bar and you're in a place that's been taken over by the Martians because the Red Weed is climbing all over everything so that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's really strange. So once you get out of the Red Weed then, now the website isn't as clear what happens after that it just has icons without having any labels but looking at the icons it looks like they do the church sequence where you see the priest stand up to the martians does that happen this was like a crazy mix of like vr and like sets Mm -hmm. so you're like a nun finds you yep and she's kind of weird and she's like okay come this way and then you in like a confession booth and put on a VR set mm-hmm. and then like the priest comes and is like talking to you and then he leaves and then he's like I don't remember what he's arguing with someone about something and then yeah and then one of the tripods like crashes through the church and then you wake up on like inside of a, a Martian ship <laughs> so it changes from like a confession booth to like a little cell almost Mm -hmm. and you're like looking around and so you can look out and down and there's a no the vr seamless like you can like look down look you can do anything you want you're not gonna find a line or like anything um this was the so i was in like the first booth so then this happened to me first which was weird in the VR, you see, like, an, a long, like, tripod arm, like, come up with things on it. Uh-huh. And it's, like, looking at you. And then it kind of goes for you. <laughs> but apparently there's an actor with a plastic claw arm or something. Because, like, <laughs> if something, like, grabs you. Yeah. And so nothing had happened. And, all like, I was very, I was very, like, I was, like, all the way back. It must have been so, the, the actor... It must have been so funny because I was like already all the way back in the thing. And then when the arm, the VR arm came at me, I kind of was like back a little bit more, like pressing myself into a corner. And then like they start grabbing me with this thing. And I just started like screaming. But <laughs> afterwards, I realized that, well, right when I stopped screaming, I was, I was like, oh my God, not, nobody else has had this happen to them yet. Uh-huh. So they're just hearing me scream. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, oh my God, oh my, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> so that, but the, so you, you actually get captured by the Martians and you're in one of the Martian machines. Yeah. 
See, that's yeah. something that's 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 a really cool addition to this immersive experience because there's not a scene like that really in the in the album, in the story, in the original novel. You're from George's point of view, and he never yeah. gets captured. He ev- he yeah. he he gets you know he stays away, and anyone who's captured dies. But this is kind of a nice touch because it ties into there was a a relatively enjoyable scene in the. Um, Steven Spielberg, Tom Cruise version where he and his daughter get captured and they're able to escape with a bunch of people. So, so anyway, so now you're aboard the Martian ship. What happens? You hear somebody's like yelling. Somebody's like, hurry up, hurry up. Come on. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Like get that off, get that off. And like, so you take it off and like, it's like a soldier. Um, and you're all like, running so you like escape somehow i don't remember how you're supposed to get from like the ship to the ground but um yeah there were parts of it where it was like it felt convincingly frantic because the actors you know were giving it their all i just have a follow-up question (laughs) i have a follow-up when you're in the martian ship and you said that you could look down yeah and then was like the, was the tripod moving so you're like watching ground go by no, beneath it was you like, or was it stationary it was like a big like you can't see outside oh okay so you like look out and it looks like the way that they're shaped it looks like the inside of how they're shaped so it's like a big that big like round shape oh okay and there's like it's like it looks green and like almost like organic everywhere yeah, like it was yeah. Good. yeah it was really weird cool. um and like, but you're still in this booth that has like a lock on it. And so the, the soldier is like, get every, everybody out, everybody out, help, like, help, get out. And I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> it's, um, it, uh, it was so cool. And then, so once you escape from there, then that's when you meet up with the soldier who's talking about going underground, moving humanity underground. Yeah, then somebody... They're, they're like trading you off like the whole between the people and you could trade off to somebody else and he's like come on we, like we got to go down like we're going down there like other people are down there like so you know whatever and then you go down a slide but it's really funny because the slide is just like black like you can't see anything it's this metal tube thing so mm-hmm. everyone's just going down like shoot 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 and i was like <laughs> what is happening <laughs> um because i was like i feel like i'm gonna run into somebody because and it was like decently steep so you go pretty fast uh-huh. um and it was like really funny so then you end up at like the bottom of this thing and then um and you're in like a basement um and then he like wait sorry i just remembered something um before you go into the basement there's like a bit where he's like we got to go underground and i was like yeah and then he handed me a shovel and i was like <laughs> what and he was like dig and i was like because you're just like on floor yeah and he was like dig and i was like i what and i kind of like put it down and he was like do it and i and i like (laughs) (laughs) and so i like jumped on this shovel because he was like do it and i was like okay and i was like um but uh then you know like a door swings open uh so that was funny. <laughs> and then I just had this shovel. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this shovel. <laughs> no, yeah. But then he takes it underground. And then he's like, let's pop open the good stuff. And he like opens this like unmarked bottle. Mm-hmm. And like pours two glasses. 
and he handed one to me and it was so fun it was so funny because i was like what is is this gonna be wine <laughs> and i took a sip and i think that it was like sparkling grape juice that had been opened that morning because uh-huh. it was like a little carbonated but like a little <laughs> flat and i was like and i was like drinking it out of like a tin mug <laughs> and i was like okay and then he was like all right we gotta go and then after that is the, there's like a bit the most of the underground stuff is in those little planetariums like it's like oh like we look look at all this stuff that we built and there's and then it's like the, the music is playing and that's when he's yeah. popping in scaring me it was so i'm just i'm very easily like you can jump scare me really easily mm-hmm. even if i know it's coming and so i had no idea how many come back the first time when he left i thought that he wasn't going to come back at the time and he came back he came back like three times but it's just like i just will always scream and it was so embarrassing <laughs> because my first reaction is always to like scream and then grab you and so this poor dude every time he was like come on and i was like ah <laughs> <laughs> like, grabbed arm. and um okay uh let's see oh i had one question uh going back to the when i'm looking at the website they have an icon of a hot air balloon yeah so at the the end at the end ish you get in like a basket Mm -hmm. um and then you put on the goggles and then you like take off and you're like flying through like there's tripods around but you're like moving over it's like london over the countryside over the countryside you're looking down you can look around you can see the Oh, that is yeah. must have looked and cool. And I didn't do this because I didn't. I like either wasn't listening or I just didn't think about it. But you could actually like turn if you reached up to the like the gas. Uh-huh. You could like turn the flame up, and, and you go. could feel it get hot. Wow. And your balloon in the higher. simulation, you're supposed to go higher. Wow. So that like, there's so a part cool. where you fly right in between two tripods, and you kind of think you're going to crash. And if you do the thing right at that moment, you fly over them instead of between them and off the crash. That is so cool. It was so wild. Well, I guess now we're, we're basically uh, at the end it was here. Pretty, yeah, it's, it's like a two-hour thing plus a 20-minute intermission. But then, well, I just want to ask specifically then about the ending. So you eventually, you come back up from underground. Yeah. And... Um, so it's do you so, do you start seeing the tripods starting to tip over or something? How do they cover that end part of the story? When you're in the hot air balloon, it does like this thing where it's talking about the red weed and how like you the story the story kind of finishes while you're in the hot air balloon because it changes and you and you're like looking at like red blood vessels and then you're like outside you're like orbiting the earth and then it like zooms and you're like orbiting mars and there's like a voiceover and like the music and stuff ah okay um they kind of finish that up there and then somebody's like all right like come on and then you kind of like go up and then there's you know some like sketchy doors that you go through and then you come out and and somebody else is like survivors like in (laughs) the beginning and then everyone's like, "Hey!" and you're like, "Hey!" and then you, oh, and you take pictures. Yes. Um, before you actually leave, um, which was really fun and funny because they were like, "Okay, like, are we all together as a group?" and we were like, "No," and then she was like, "Okay, like, first group get in," and then I kind of like made a face at one of the girls <laughs> who was in the group of like five, and she was like, "You're coming with us," 
and then they like went in for the picture and I was kind of like uh and she was like get in here like and all of them were like get come here um which is so sweet and we took like uh, like honestly like a very cute picture I love um, the picture. I will, that that will be on our Instagram yeah, I have, or website. Yeah, oh, I need or to download the JPEG. But by the time this episode goes up, for sure, people will have seen that on the Instagram because um, it's lit. And the other great thing about British people is that strangers uh, buy you pints. So then we like <laughs> went in the bar, and one of the guys was like, "Do you go beer, beer, beer?" And I was like, "I don't drink beer. I drink cider." Though, and he was like, "Cider, got you." And then I like didn't really think about it. And then like after we bought the pictures, like. He, came, he, like, appeared, and he was, like, cider, and I was, like, oh, my God. <laughs> Never underestimate the kindness of British people. <laughs> but also sometimes, sometimes do. The... <laughs> and then it was funny because it was, like, we were, I, I guess, I think that we were the last group that had booked, like, because there was stuff that started after ours, but I think that it didn't get booked for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. And so we got out of it at like 11 and then it was really funny because it was just us and the actors. So like all the actors were in their like normal clothes and like drinking at like the table next to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there was like this big high table and all the actors were there. And then we were like, it, it was like, it, yeah, it was really funny. So cool. So obviously <laughs> you would recommend anyone who's in London to go to the immersive yeah, if experience. You're, yeah. It was just like, it was so wild and amazing, especially if you don't, like, if you're not used to VR, um, or it, obviously if you're into more of the worlds, if you're just into cool stuff, um, I mean, obviously this isn't full of spoilers, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just, it's crazy. It's so cool. I'm still like, I, like the whole thing was such a fever dream because yeah. I, I booked it so last minute like I booked it literally the day before I went and then I just kind of like showed up at this building at 9 p.m <laughs> and like went on this adventure with like strangers it was like really weird but but no I would I would definitely say go yeah. um it sounds really fun and it sounds like they did a great job of using the basic storyline but adapting it to to, to fit this kind of show and, and adding in things that weren't actually in the original, but were the kind of things that lend themselves to doing an, uh, this kind of recreation or staging, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah. Well, and the actors do a really good job of like transitioning you from scene to scene mm-hmm. because like, you're not really like, for example, when you like leave the Martian ship, you're not really thinking like, and now we walk when there's somebody being like, we're like, run, we gotta go, like we gotta get and not stop, like, yeah. like they don't stop. It really is just you're just like running. It's it was just so cool. I, yeah, I don't know. It <laughs> just like so wild, and it is. It's like a little expensive, but if you could do it on like a weeknight instead of a weekend, it can be twenty to thirty pounds cheaper. So like, I would definitely go on a weekday and it'll still be really fun and maybe there'll be like less people even it's mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy i don't even know what and then i like went home after like drinking pints and like the bar and the bar like had a tripod in it and it had like red weird lighting and so <laughs> i like took like the night bus home after drinking like pints in the bar with my new friends after escaping the aliens and <laughs> i just like 
went home and realized I hadn't eaten like dinner and bought like a frozen pizza from the co-op and then like, <laughs> made pizza and, like ate it and then like went and then in the, in the morning I just woke up and I was like what <laughs> happened it was literally a fever dream that's all the time we have for this episode before we go we should point out that the immersive experience runs through the end of August 2020 it looks like on their website Tune in next time for even more geeky fun. Until then, check out our website, generationsgeek.com, for blog posts or to stream any of our episodes. And consider dropping something in our tip jar on Ko-Fi or support us on Patreon, where we are slowly, very slowly, uploading exclusive content. We were born on chronicrift.com, but you can now also follow us directly on your favorite podcasting app. Please leave a review for us wherever you can. Tell your friends, your family, geeky strangers you meet on the street. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and even on Facebook if you're still on it. Thanks for listening, and come back next time. No geeks were harmed in the making of this podcast. Ooh, shiny. <laughs>